Bruce Newberry. The food dude. Let's talk wine and Burlington wine and food. We're going to talk about Iron Wolf wines. Now, that's a name I hope you know. And on the line with me to talk about Iron Wolf wines is Tony O'Rourke. Tony, nice to have you with us. Hey, Bruce. How are you? I'm good. Great to talk wines with you and especially excited to talk about Iron Wolf wines. Uh, tell us the story of Iron Wolf. Yeah, so we've been around for a couple of years now. We figured what better time to start a business than during a, a global pandemic. Of course. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> that's the, that's <laughs> the hand that we got dealt, and we're, uh, we're running with it. So we're an uh, interesting story. We're based here uh, just outside of Burlington, Vermont, where we call home. But all of our wines are grown in the uh, beautiful Columbia Valley of Washington State. So uh, about 2,700 miles west of here is where, where it starts on the vine. And uh, right now we're distributing in uh, Vermont and New Hampshire and uh, hopefully a few more states as, as time goes by. But uh, we've been well received and uh, we're looking forward to meeting some, uh, uh, you mentioned the festival where this will be our first festival um, in, a, in a few weeks. Um, and until then we're, we're out, out and about on the streets and, uh, you know, spreading the uh, the Iron Wolf love. You sure are, and uh, you can see and find Iron Wolf on a lot of lists, a lot of restaurants, a lot of places up and down the scale, and uh, it just is all good. So at Columbia Valley in Washington State, I mean, that's some prime wine country. Tell us about oh. the grapes and tell us about some of the wines that you're bringing us from there. Yeah, absolutely. So, I, you know, a lot of us have a passion about certain parts of the world and regions that uh that produce wine and it's it's almost everywhere at this point but i've always had an affinity for the pacific northwest having worked uh closely with some wineries out there and made some friends uh so when the opportunity came up uh you know it was it was a labor of love really having wine sourced from an area that Typically, when we choose a wine to drink, it's it's often something from Washington or Oregon. Yeah. So uh, we just took it and, and ran with it, and it's um, a lot like the Wolf. Uh, the Pacific Northwest is kind of an underdog in, in the world of wine. It's an area people don't really, you know, Oregon a little bit maybe less uh, less of a mystery with you know the prolific Pinot Noir there, but. Uh, it gives us an opportunity to tell them about Washington, to tell them about the client, climate and the varietals, and then ultimately uh, the opportunity is to pour the wine in the glass and let them decide for themselves. Well, that's it. Now, what are you pouring out of those Iron Wolf bottles from Columbia well, Valley? We yeah, we have. Uh, we're very traditional in style, so we we uh, there's no surprises with us. We want wines that are enjoyable, are varietally correct. So you know, a cab should look, smell, taste, and feel like a cab. And uh, same with a Chardonnay, but uh, not you know, a little bit lower alcohol, a little bit uh, more pronounced acidity, very integrated, softer tannins. Um, so food wines. Um, yeah. You know, in, in Europe, a lot of times, you know, food is always, uh, wine is always served with food, and food's always served with wine. Um, we use that approach. We do a lot of uh, wine dinners. We did a, a pizza pairing party last night at Felino's here in Williston. Nice. Um, and even with pizza, you know, you, you've got a lot going on. Pizza's a, one of the world's greatest foods. <laughs> I don't ever <laughs> underestimate the power of a pizza. 
So it was fun talking to people, and, and they did wood-fired pizzas with, you know, scallops and bacon and oh. spicy shrimp and, uh, you know, great pepperoni and mushrooms and truffles and, I mean, you name it. I mean, some really outstanding uh, pizzas, and uh, we just, you know, walked around and chatted with people and very therapeutic to see people with their friends and family smiling and in, enjoying a night out and uh, and we can be part of that. We feel that that's, that's job number one for us. Fantastic. Well, let's talk about it now. Folino's is a great pizza to talk about. I have not been to their new place in Williston yet. So, uh, boy, this is a, a great little excursion for me. So I appreciate it. And those pizzas, my gosh, what did you pair with the scallop and bacon pizza? Well, to me, scallops and Chardonnay are, are they, it's a kind of a match made in heaven. You mm-hmm. get a little bit of that butteriness from the scallop and the richness. And our Chardonnay is unoaked. So you're going to get a little bit of, you know, that acidity that will uh, kind of cut the fat and complement it. But you're not getting that huge vanilla note. And, and um, you know, sometimes you get a little bit too much of that, I think. And uh, that's all you get. Um, so people i was walking around and that was a pairing i saw quite a bit and uh you know there was a lot of smiles so that that means that it was working nice so the that will work with the bacon too because the the chardonnay is going to have a certain amount of creaminess to it right exactly so that's going to be the mayo on that blt sometimes yeah yeah absolutely you know and bacon again another one of the world's greatest foods (laughs) Uh, you can do a lot with it um and again it's 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 really to me it's about synergy and nuances um some people will say well i'm having salmon what would you recommend and i said well how are you cooking the salmon are you grilling it are you poaching it are you doing it uh maybe in a in a puff pastry type maybe a wellington type approach nice what kind of a sauce are you having with it so that's really where you have to start thinking a, a little bit bigger rather than just what's on the center of the plate what's what's around it and what are the subtleties of the dish okay so let's talk about those different scenarios let's take the salmon let's grill that salmon and do it straight up maybe with a little uh, well just a a little bit of lemon on it maybe a little sprinkle of some chive or something like that what are we pairing with that grilled salmon yeah so you know so think about the grill and then think about the salmon and then think about the simplicity of the dish so something like that i think a savion blanc would be really nice and we we make a, a, a really uh really nice savion blanc uh very clean not as tart and puckering as you what you'd see from new zealand um but i think if you went and you put brushed a little say teriyaki or something like mm-hmm. that on there now you've got umami going on and we we make a we make a syrah that i think would go really well Ooh, so excellent two very different wines but two very different dishes no that's so, great um, that syrah how yeah. would that syrah go with that salmon with a mango salsa on it uh, it depends on how much heat. If you if yep. there was if you if you threw some habaneros in there, I probably would steer clear of of a of a of a fairly large uh, red wine. Yep. Uh, but if you went just kind of more of the citrusy type thing, or you got a little smoky, or you did like maybe a, a berry chutney or something like that. Um, I think then that Syrah starts to kind of sneak into yes. being in, in part of the conversation for sure. There you go. I love the Washington wines. Uh, Columbia Valley, I'm sure, is right in there because, as you point out, they're a little less high octane, uh, more approachable. So you're not getting this big, take a Cabernet, for example. You're not getting this Cabernet that, that uh, jumps out of the glass and hits you in the face. Uh, it is. You're right. You're right. And it is exactly it. And, you know, 
there's a time and a place for just about every wine. Um, and, you know, California is known for that. And I've enjoyed those wines, and they, they tend to be very expressive. Uh, sometimes they need some time to age in the bottle and to settle down or a good decant. Uh, but you'll see a different style from Washington. It should be. It should speak to the place. You know, we all hear... You know, people talk about terroir, yes. um, and that's the expression of the land and the fruit. And then you also have the winemaker. And, you know, everybody's a little bit different, but you should be able to tell where a wine is from. I think if there's not, if it's not overly manipulated and it's, it, you've got a winemaker that's a, you know, a minimal interventionist as far as their style, you should be able to put your nose in that glass and go, yeah, this isn't this isn't Sonoma. This, you know, yeah. this is something a little bit different here. So we've uh, again we work with people that are are, are traditional in approach for sure, and uh, I think it shows in the glass. And it's again, it's a nice way to talk about the climate. People don't realize they're like, okay, well, you know, is that near Seattle? I said, no, we're you know high desert. Could be 115 in the summer, but. They have uh, something called the diurnal shift, mm -hmm. which means there's a, a cooling effect at night. So even if it's 115 at the heat peak of the day, the temperature can drop by, you know, 25, 30 degrees. So you get that uh, the ripeness from, from the heat, but you also get that nice bracing acidity from the cool cooling, which I think is really, the, you know, the best of, the bo best of both worlds. Talking with Tony O'Rourke from Iron Wolf Wines. You know, you talk about terroir, and I think that there's another kind of terroir, and that is where you're having this wine, where you're enjoying yes. this wine. Oh, yeah. People say, well, what's the best glass of wine you ever have? And it always is surrounded with an occasion. Well, it was that, that trip we made to Italy or a special vacation to Vermont. So here yep. we are. We're going to be at Burlington Wine and Food at Hula Lakeside, right on the lake. And, you know, that is going to add to our wine drinking experience. Experience. And I know that you're going to give us a lot of education all day long there at Burlington Wine and Food. What else can we expect when we see Iron Wolf Wines at the Burlington Wine and Food Festival? Well, you'll probably hear us before you see us, Bruce, because there's usually a lot of howling going on at our table. <laughs> so we have a very festive approach to wine. We believe it's a celebratory beverage, even if you're just celebrating, uh, you know, Friday. Tuesday, Friday, right. Or exactly. Thursday night with a pizza. <laughs> yes. You know, we've all been on the ropes here in, in many different ways. There's, you know, every time you, if you, if you make the mistake and turn on the television, it's, it's generally not good news. So we're, we're, and we're not trying to ignore the, the struggles and strife that's going on all over the planet, unfortunately. But we are, we are trying to recognize and, and embrace the things that are good. And, and, if, and again, it's the simplicity. It's the gathering of friends and family. It's sharing a meal. It's, it's enjoying a glass of wine. It's just, you know, being thankful for, for what we have and, and trying to fix the things that, that aren't right in the world. Yeah. And a glass of wine can do that. It really can. It's a, it's a magical elixir. <laughs> I think you're right, Tony. It's a biblical beverage, Bruce. So, that's you know, a point, right? It, 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 and that's literally. Uh, so, yeah, no, our table is, is, when I've done events in the past, and unfortunately there haven't been a lot, but they're starting to uh, they're starting to open up again. We're doing another tasting in, a, in about an hour here at a store called Healthy Living. Oh, nice. Uh, who, 
who was uh, also I, I don't have to I can basically walk to my events this week. They're How about so that? Closed, but yeah, so we're we're all about. What are you, you know, going to be uh, have, pairing up fun. this afternoon at Healthy Living on on well, this we're Friday? We're going to be pouring pouring wine. Sometimes they'll bring over some some local cheeses and things like that, mm-hmm. and we'll probably be talking a lot of people uh, about uh, you know their Memorial Day plans. Sure, um, you know so, things that maybe we'll be going on the grill if weather cooperates. Hey, that and, uh, uh, you may uh, be able to pull that grilled salmon out of your pocket. You, you, you may, <laughs> and I know they have got some beautiful fish and local meats and all sustainable and uh you know that's why we get invited to places like that you know we're we're all sustainable we're uh, no herbicides no pesticides organic practicing so you know we we make wine in the style and in the manner and in in the you know the growing practices that we we embrace and that we consume um you know we we thought when we made these 2000 plus cases of wine if we don't sell them we're gonna have to drink them so we we better make them in a way that we, we we feel good about consuming. So, but fortunately, we're about halfway through finding homes for the the uh, twenty seven thousand bottles that we made. Fantastic! So we'll look forward to seeing you and shaking a hand and clinking a glass with you at Iron Wolf Wines at your table at Burlington Wine and Food on the twenty fifth. If you're lucky enough to have a ticket, and in the meantime, where can we find out more about Iron Wolf Wines and where we might meet up with you? Well, we're you know every day we're on the phone. We we. You know, we do a lot with social media just because it, it reaches a large audience. And we were on the phone with a, another local restaurant this morning that we're working on an event, which we haven't confirmed yet for the end of June, uh, right here. Uh, tonight we're out supporting another one of our, 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 our valued customers. We're going to Philo Ridge Farm in Charlotte. The for, best. Uh, our- Yes, our, our our Luna Wolf Tammy, uh, my my wife, her birthday was yesterday, so we're going to keep the party rolling and go enjoy. They have two of our wines available for their guests uh, oh, there, excellent. so we're going to go out and support them. Well, please uh, uh, yeah, give our regards about. to the uh, backyard bread folks, uh, the uh, the brickyard bread folks, uh, the backdoor yep. bread folks uh, who are from Rhode Island, uh, uh, <laughs> Jim and Kim Williams. Yes, yep, absolutely. Yep. And uh, so their bread is right there at Philo Ridge, so that's going to be yeah. fantastic. Yeah, so it's, again, it's bringing, bringing people together that are artisans, that are, you know, proud of what they do, and, again, supporting each other. So, you know, when people are looking for our wine, we're in independent shops, stores, and restaurants, a lot of locally owned, a lot of family-owned businesses just like us. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with the, the larger uh, chains and things like that, but we're just, we're very re- relationship-driven. We, we like to, we're, we still believe in going out and pouring wine in person and shaking hands, and now that we're able to do that, we don't have to stand six feet apart. We can hug people and, and thank them in person and, and grow the community, you know, one glass of wine at a time. That's really, really our approach to this. Sounds good to me. All right, uh, Tony O'Rourke, Iron Wolf Wines. Uh, here's to you, and we'll look forward to seeing you at Burlington Wine and Food. Great to have you with us. Absolutely, and Bruce, you know, the, the conversation never ends without a howl, so let, let me hear. You got one in you? I got one somewhere here. Oh! <laughs> All right, well, we look forward to hearing a lot of howling at the, at the festival in a few weeks here. You got it. All right, my friend, good to talk to you. Thanks very, very much. Thanks, Bruce. Appreciate it. I'm dining out with the food dude, Bruce Newbery. Well, we continue with our coverage of Burlington Wine and Food, and we're going to talk to the executive chef to the stars. We've talked to him in Newport. We're talking to him in Vermont. He's everywhere. Chef Kevin DeShane. Chef, nice to have you with us. Thanks for having me. 
Well, it's great to have you at Burlington Wine and Food. Going to be fantastic to see you up on the big stage there at Hula. And uh, it's exciting. Uh, Great for you to be back in Burlington. Yeah, looking forward to it. Looking forward to the new venue. Really excited. I've checked it out online. Looks like a beautiful venue uh, to have an event like this. And of course, Burlington has a soft spot in my heart. I had a restaurant up there at one point and lived up there and great culinary scene now and there's all tons of breweries and cider houses and restaurants and it's a, an amazing food and wine scene up there at the moment you bet and many of it is going to be over at hula lakeside for burlington wine and food this weekend so uh, this coming weekend the 25th so if you've got a ticket and you're one of the lucky ones uh you are in for a treat let's take everybody back here chef kevin Deshane. what was your restaurant tell us about the good times i'm the chef owner of 156 B which was on St. Paul Street um, in 2008, 2009, 2010. So uh, beautiful little bistro, have these garage doors that open up on Lake Champlain. Uh, and it was, a, it was a really fun time, fun project. Um, it's now an Italian uh, pizza spot that's yeah. been there since since uh, 156 has gone, but uh, they've been doing great, and it's it's a really fun location, and it's just one street down from Church Street, so it's a little offset from the hustle and bustle, but it's a really cool location. Everybody knew where you were, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah. What would you say was your signature dish in those days, Chef Kevin? Uh, back then, you know, I focused on the, the New England seasonal fare, so seasonal stuff depending on the season and what was you know being a, a new england guy loving oh you know new england uh, seasonal stuff i would focus on of course it was a, it was well, chef a Kevin, lot of time. you're breaking up man can you uh either change location or or something or getting a bad breakup how's that i think that's better uh pick up with okay. new england cuisine yeah, so at that point in my specialty, I would have to say was uh, New England seasonal cuisine. You know, fresh seafood. Uh, being that it was a sports bistro, we did a bunch of different types of fresh wings and things like that. Um, but, you know, if it was from New England, we, we'd do an upscale twist on it. Yeah, so you never know. That could influence what we might see Chef Kevin cooking on the culinary stage at Burlington Wine and Food. You never know. It's going to be exciting, though. Is there a particular thing, Chef Kevin Deshane, that you like to cook? Something that uh, is, you know, just maybe if you want to cook maybe for yourself or for someone special, what is it that we might find you cooking in your own kitchen? So that's a two-part answer. What I cook for myself is I'm, I love extremely simple and fresh food, just a few ingredients, whether it's a, it's a half a chicken or spaghetti and meatballs or really super, super simple stuff. You know, like I don't try to – I can mess around and do a million things when I'm working. Uh, for myself, I like to just keep it simple and fresh. And then, you know, being a private chef now, you know, people ask me, what's your favorite thing to cook? What's your specialty? It really is something different every single night. I'm in a different kitchen, in a different state, in a different location. I'm working with different products. So that's the part that I love about being a private chef now that I can keep it fresh and do something different every night. Yeah, yeah, very exciting. You're cooking for a lot of people whose names we might know. Uh, any any stories that you can share with us? Not necessarily dish. I'm not, uh, you know, TMZ or anybody like that. But uh, tell us about something really great that maybe came out of one of your one of your celebrity chef, one of your uh, chef sessions, or someone famous that you cooked for. 
Uh, well, I'll give you two that have just happened in the past couple of weeks. Just got done cooking for Tommy Lee Jones for a couple of weeks. Uh, he's was filming a a movie down in New Bedford, and yeah. they had rent, rented a house. And he and his wife, so I cooked for them every night for for two weeks, and uh, we became close and told stories. And he just uh, he's an old school Texas rancher, just like you see in the movies, but a uh, really great guy. So uh, we really bonded, and you know. Um, gonna cook for him anytime he's in new england and i'm sending him certain products he loves vermont cheeses and things nice. like that so so i'm sending him stuff like that um so that's a good one and then uh two days ago i had the pleasure of cooking at fenway park for pedro martinez and roger clemens and tim wakefield and all these jim rice you know all these boston athletes Sports legends I, me yeah that i grew up you know watching so nice. that was a really 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 cool event to benefit uh, Pedro Martinez Foundation, which that was really cool for me because, you know, being a big sports fan from New England to see all those guys and have them eating my food and stuff was, it was a great nice. time. Now, what did you cook for those guys? So that was simple. I kept it simple, uh, because I've been so busy. I just made a Nashville hot chicken slider, which I just braised some chicken, um, made some, some of my own sauce and made a nice, uh, fennel and apple slaw and a fresh pickle. Um, so, you know, I wanted to keep with the ballpark thing, but everything I do, I try to elevate or put a little twist on. So mm -hmm. we did just a fun chicken slider. Wait, wasn't Roger Clements in the chicken business for a while? I think he was, yeah. <laughs> no pressure, right? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Good for you. Talking with Chef Kevin DeShane, who's going to be with us at Burlington Wine and Food at Hula Lakeside. And, of course, he's just been everywhere and cooked for uh, just a whole bunch of people. Uh, and, uh, of course, all around New England. Where are you from? Originally born and raised in New Hampshire. And from high school, I went off to college in North Carolina and then made my way back to New England, where I worked in restaurants all over New England, from Boston to Block Island and Cape Cod and Providence. Um, and now I'm based in Newport, Rhode Island. Which is a good place to be. I spend a little yeah, time a in Newport myself, so it's a, it's a great place. And in fact, uh, we're going to see you in this early fall cooking around Newport, Rhode Island. Uh, the news just broke. Tell us about when and how we can see you in Newport, Rhode Island this September. Yes, yeah, so I'm the culinary director for Newport Mansions Wine and Food, which is September 17th, 18th, and 19th, and it's at Rosecliff and different locations all around Newport. There's lots of restaurant dinners and wine seminars and all kinds of stuff going on that weekend. Um, so I will be around the whole weekend working with a bunch of chefs and, and doing some really fun wine-related dinners and things like that. Yeah, it's uh, going to be great. That festival has a special, special place for me, and uh, it really is kind of the basis of how I uh, am so pleased to be able to be working with the, the producers at Burlington Wine and Food, which leads us back to Chef Kevin DeShane. Now, you're going to be sharing the culinary stage here at Burlington Wine and Food June 25th, uh, Chef Kevin. Tell us uh, some of the other celebrity chefs who are going to be up there cooking at different times during the course of Saturday. Yeah, so not only is there a ton of local Burlington chefs and cider houses and breweries and that are going to be featured, but I've brought in some friends from all around the country. Um, Chef Nick Liberato, who's based in Philly and Jersey, who's the host of Netflix uh, Restaurants on the Edge, which is a, a, a really amazing show. Um, he owns a 
group and a bunch of restaurants, um, Jewish delic- delicatessens, and uh, just an amazing chef, amazing guy. He's a host, so he's a, he's a ton of fun. He'll be doing a demo. And also my good friend, Chef Michelle Regassis, who has beat Bobby Flay, who has been on Food Fighters and a judge on Chopped and a judge on Beat Bobby Flay, and just she's everywhere, an amazing cook, an amazing person. Uh, she's a private chef as well. She works out in the Hamptons a lot and up in uh, Hudson Valley. She's going to be, she did Burlington Wine and Food pre-COVID with me, uh, and we had a blast. So she's coming back. And so the three of us are going to be doing demos with samples and answering questions and taking pictures. And uh, I just, I'm really looking forward to getting back up there. Oh, it's going to be so, so great. Uh, Michelle is fantastic. Uh, we had uh, caught up with her doing a cooking event. I don't think it was a full-blown festival in Providence back in the day. And uh, she's terrific. And uh, you're terrific. You beat Bobby Flay, too. We should mention that right well i was on the show i didn't beat him but they, it was such a great episode they asked me back to be a judge so nice. that that is that is uh i get more out of that than you know the one-off competition shows the show that i did do was which was a great truck race that we made it all the way yes. to the end which was a full season and that was uh you know so much more that was a tyler florence's show right yeah, Tyler Florence, and we traveled the West Coast. I did 3,000 miles in a food truck in six weeks, and <laughs> we filmed in L.A. and in uh, Phoenix and Yuma, Arizona, and Coachella and Las Vegas, so all kinds of fun locations and helicopters and drones, and it's a travel show, and we actually won the Critics' Choice for Best Travel Show that season, which was fun to be a part of. So, you know, that's the show. Actually, I get recognized from that show more than anything else. Is that right? Hey, that's great. That's great. Well, doing all that cooking on the run and in the food truck and stuff, are you going to be able to cook standing still? (laughs) Well, that's that's another good part, you know, uh, about being the private chef. The different kitchen, different location, different setup, different equipment, different pots and pans every night. So... I can literally walk into a place and within five minutes have the whole place kind of, okay, this is here, that's there, this is what I got to work with, and then just, uh, you just go. Hey, that's a talent. It really is to get yourself comfortable like that. Very flex, yeah, be very flexible, very, you know, uh, the ability to adapt is key. You bet. You bet. Well, uh, Chef Kevin Deshane, uh, you've been a top chef a few times, places like Las Vegas, food and wine, and we've been talking about all the chefs that you have hung out with, and and I'm sure the chefs say, hey, you know, I hung out with that guy, Chef Kevin Deshane, so it works both ways. And, uh, yeah. right? We're going to look forward to seeing you at Hula Lakeside uh, doing culinary demonstrations during both sessions of Burlington Wine and Food all Saturday, Saturday afternoon, early Saturday evening, the 25th, so if you're lucky enough to have a ticket, uh, you're in for a treat. And it's going to be great to see Chef Kevin doing his thing. And we'll look forward to seeing you in Newport, Rhode Island as well. It has been great to talk to you this afternoon, my friend. I really appreciate it. We'll see you in Burlington. Thanks for having me. I look forward to seeing you soon. Bruce Newberry. The food dude.